This episode of Fantasy Life is brought to you by Kentucky Fried Chicken. That's finger licking good. Make the whole squad happy on game day with a 12-piece tenders meal from KFC. The KFC 12-piece tender meal features 12 extra crispy tenders, six fluffy biscuits, three sides of your choice, and of course, dipping sauce. KFC's homestyle side options include new secret recipe fries, mac and cheese, coleslaw, mashed potatoes, and more. Order now on the KFC app or at KFC.com. Welcome to the Fantasy Life Podcast presented by KFC. My name is Marcus Grant. I am joined by Matthew Barry. And Matthew, this is it. It is week one. We have made the long, long, hot summer. How you feeling, man? I'm good. I'm good. I'm ready for some football. I am, uh, I'm, uh, I'm pumped. I'm excited. I'm excited about this podcast. I, I love that at the very top, Marcus, you said this episode of the Fantasy Life Podcast as if there were like millions before and then just happened this particular <laughs> podcast was presented by KFC. We've never done one before. This is the debut episode, the uh, the launch of the Fantasy Life podcast. On behalf of everyone at FantasyLife.com, I just want to say a couple of things. Number one is we're so grateful to have you, Marcus, to come and host. We feel really lucky. You know, we, we uh, when we were talking about the podcast, we said we need a superstar to host this thing. And uh, we put together our dream list. And then we're like, okay, well, after Marcus turns us down, all right, who's our second and third choice and everything like that. But somehow we were able to convince you, so we appreciate that. And then KFC coming on board as a sponsor. We're so thrilled for their support and friendship. So really excited to get this going and, uh, you know, thrilled for you to – to join the Fancy Life team. Absolutely. We're going to be excited to be here. we got a whole season ahead of us. Of course, they're going to do some segments with Matthew all throughout the year. We also have a surprise guest host that we're going to be announcing really soon, so stay tuned for that. We'll have plenty of your favorite guests from across the industry. And, of course, uh, you know the FantasyLife.com family, what they're doing with the newsletter, all the free content, the free tools for fantasy players, for sports bettors, uh, the daily newsletter. Everything is great, so we are looking forward to it. I'm excited to be here as well. So let's get going, though, because the season, is upon us. We are ready for week one. So let's kind of start, uh, Matthew, with some of the top ADP risers of the offseason. And it's weird because when you look at it, it's a lot of rookies here. And I want to pick out one in particular, Romeo, Dub, Romeo Dubs, because I was, I was loving getting him early in the season, in draft season, somewhere in the double-digit rounds. The problem is the Packers sort of ruined it. They kept putting out these highlights of him making these spectacular catches, and it sort of wrecked the whole thing. But, but your thought, I know you, you really like Dobbs this year and think he could be a big impact player. Well, I like Dobbs because Aaron Rodgers likes Dobbs. Let's be clear. Like, you know, <laughs> the only opinion that matters is 12s. And, and 12, you know, and, and Rodgers normally does not heap a lot of praise on uh, rookies. And yet he has this year, I think somewhat due to necessity, Devontae Adams leaves. They don't really make any big signings in free agency. Uh, they don't do much in the draft. They do draft Dobbs in the fourth. They drafted Christian Washington in the second. Sam, I mean, like, it's sad that Sammy Watkins' career is that he's not a big move in the offseason, but he's not at this point. And so, you know, Randall Cobb is back on Lazard is back. But so the fact that Rodgers has specifically more than once pointed out in a positive way, talking up Dobbs, I think, has turned some heads uh, you know, Dobbs coming out of Nevada, fourth rounder, probably should have gone higher than he did. Um, and so a lot of people feel like the Packers got a steal. It's interesting. Yeah, I, I'm with you, Marcus. What, what we needed was we needed the Dolphins social media team, you know, where they're <laughs> like, remember the Dolphins will send out clips of like Tyreek having to wait, you know, for, uh, for Tua's ball to get to him. Like, that's what we needed. We needed some, you know, Dobbs misroutes and like dropping a ball in practice. 
from the Dolphins social media team. Unfortunately, the Packers showing these hype videos. But I will just say that um, while Dobbs' ADP is rising, I, we're, I think that it's actually a benefit to fantasy drafters, Marcus, because it's making Alan Lazard an afterthought. And as much as I like Dobbs and I'm with you, I think the Packers are going to be one of the best teams in the NFL, and he's still Aaron freaking Rodgers. People are forgetting, like, Alan Lazard's going to be the number one wide receiver on this team, dude. You're absolutely right. No, and, and I've, I've started drafting Alan Lazard as we've gotten closer to the start of the season because, as you mentioned, he is, at least on paper, the number one wide receiver, and that ADP is coming down. I think I think the, the fear for me is the unknown, right? We've seen Aaron Rodgers lean on Devontae Adams so heavily that we're still sort of unsure how he's going to spread the ball around without having Adams there, but I think the ADP has become right for Lazard. And that's made him, I think, a bit of a safer... Look, if, I, if you were talking to me and I had to draft Alan Lazard in the fifth round, I'm totally out. But if you're talking about drafting Alan Lazard in the eighth, ninth round, I feel a little bit better. He's going outside the top 50 wide receivers on Yahoo. I think... The, I, I, I haven't checked this morning, but like as of this weekend, he was like wide receiver 51 on Yahoo. And you're like... Okay. I mean, again, Aaron Rodgers has played seven games without... Um, Devontae Adams in the Matt LaFleur era. In those seven games, he averaged 292 passing yards, 19 touchdowns, just one interception in those seven games. He's Aaron freaking Rodgers. Make no mistake, losing somebody like Devontae Adams is not a good thing. Like, that's a that's a loss. But if the idea, if you think that Aaron Rodgers is going to suddenly curl up at a ball and become like Daniel Jones, like, what? He's Aaron Rodgers, right? I mean, by the way, no one, by the way, coming out of college, like, it's not like Jordy Nelson or Devontae Adams had all this hype coming out of college, right? I mean, like, like Aaron Rodgers made guys, and again, all due respect to, to those two players and to Greg Jennings and to, and to Randall Cobb, and, you know, but Aaron Rodgers made a lot of people better. And so I think, I think Lazard, who has had productive moments in the past with Rodgers, he'll take a step up. We like Dobbs as well. I think you'll see both running backs involved a lot more. I think you'll see Jones and Dylan. As they've said, 1A, 1A. We have more balanced offense. But, you know, Jones in those seven games that Adams missed averaged over five targets a game, averaged over 25 fantasy points a game. I think Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon both have monster years as well. I will say this. I am old enough to remember when Packer fans thought Devontae Adams was a bust after his rookie year because he had a whole bunch of dropped passes and they were ready to just pull the plug off. <laughs> you know, look at him now. He's arguably the best receiver in the league in the Raiders. Um, another guy whose ADP shot up, and you want to talk about hype videos, man. George Pickens seemed like a hype video every time he stepped on the field. I've reached the point where when the Steelers draft a wide receiver, I pay attention. Although I thought it was not as particularly cruel that they had Chase Claypool go out on the stage on draft day and announce the guy who potentially could be his replacement. But... That being said, George Pickens has all the talent, a guy who fell in the NFL draft. Uh, for me, the only question is the quarterback situation. How are you feeling about him? I'm excited about it. I, and I, I, I'm surprised this is a contrarian take, but I have found as I've started doing a bunch of podcasts and doing other guest spots and talking with other people in the industry, I think this apparently is a contrarian take. The Steelers are in a better situation than they were last year. The Steelers got a quarterback upgrade. Everyone wants to bag on Trubisky, and I get it. But the Steelers, I, the people that are like, oh, Trubisky, uh, Steelers are going to struggle. I'm like, did you watch Ben Roethlisberger play football last year? <laughs> like, this is an up. The Steelers' offense will be better this year. That, like, all, 
Ben Roethlisberger is a first-team Hall of Famer. There is no question about it. But the last two years, he was not good. I mean, they were managing him. He somehow made Juju Smith-Schuster, one of the most explosive players in the last five years, into a slot receiver. He turned Juju Smith-Schuster into Ryan Switzer. Like, I mean, like, it's unbelievable. Mitch Trubisky, not, he's going to make some boneheaded plays, but he is more mobile than Ben. I think at this stage of their careers, from we think about last year, he's got a bigger arm. He'll be able to make more of the throws than Ben will. The Steelers got an upgrade at quarterback this year. And so I'm with you, Marcus. The track record of Pittsburgh and drafting and developing wide receivers, anytime they grab somebody, you got to be like, okay, okay, I'm watching. I'm paying attention. Especially somebody like Pickens, who fell in the draft not because of talent. This is a guy who, if there were not off-the-field concerns, would have been a first or second rounder, late first rounder, somewhere in the second. Like, so the talent is not out of nowhere. Um, and so, but Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh is one of those places that because you have strong ownership, you have strong leadership, starting with Mike Tomlin. Like, I mean, I always just think about, think about Antonio Brown in Pittsburgh. Think about Antonio Brown everywhere else. <laughs> like, I, I want to go back. I want to go back in time and give Mike Tomlin like coach of the year every single year he had Antonio Brown. <laughs> because while Antonio Brown was with Pittsburgh, he was productive and no one knew he was crazy. And now everyone's just like, oh, okay, actually, you know what? Tomlin's a miracle worker. So I just, anyway, that's a long way of saying that I think whatever off the field issues there may or may not have been with George Pickens, my, it, it seems like they've got him on the street and narrow and, uh, and being productive there in Pittsburgh. Really love the talent, love the opportunity. And uh, I'm excited for this Steelers offense. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I mean, you, you talk about Ben Roethlisberger and what he did to Juju. I'll do you one better. I think he didn't turn him into a slot receiver. It felt like he turned him into a tight end almost. I mean, it was the, the most frustrating thing for me when I have a fantasy wide receiver is you see a guy make a catch and the blue line of scrimmage line is still on your screen. And it felt like that was Juju's life for uh, that, that full year, that last full year he had with Ben Roethlisberger. So hopefully you're right with either Mitch Trubisky or maybe it's Kenny Pickett. Who knows? But either way, Either one of those guys is going to push the ball down the field more than what we saw with Roethlisberger. So it's an interesting dynamic with Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, and George Pickens now stepping in. I think this becomes, if not a fully vertical offense, certainly less horizontal than it was the last few years uh, under Ben Roethlisberger. I've seen, and I apologize because this is not my take. Uh, I'm stealing this take from somebody. I think it's, I think it was Scott Barrett and Graham Barfield, but. Somebody has made this take, not me originally, but I'm totally on board with it, which is that the idea, like, I'm not a Chase Claypool guy. Like, I have a, I, too many mental mistakes. I just, I'm not, a, I'm not a fan. Like, I get the physical talent, but I just, the inconsistency drove me crazy. That said, they're going to put him in the slot. Like, it's going to be Dante John, Deontay Johnson and uh, George Pickens on the outside, and Claypool's going to be the slot. Claypool's like... Six foot five, man, and fast. Like, I'm just, I, like, he's going to be a mismatch. He, out of the slot, actually, I, I mean, again, uh, he has to work on his consistency and, and too many, you know, mental gaffes. But if he can put it together, like, I think that could be a career-changing move for him. I'm in on Claypool. Again, his ADP has dropped so much because Pickens has been so hot. I'm actually, I'm sort of now in on Claypool at his current ADP because, again, he's going in the, he's going in the, 55, 57 range among wide receivers. Literally, he's going after Pickens. I really like Pickens, too. 
Now we got a segment that we are very excited about this season. Matthew, the floor is yours. Time now for a bold prediction segment. Let's face it. To quote the great Ricky Bobby from Talladega Nights, if you ain't first, you're last. So why not swing for the fences? Don't be a chicken. Leave the chicken to KFC. So now it is time for Leave the Chicken to KFC, brought to you by Kentucky Fried Chicken. That's finger licking good. So absolutely. So if you're being bold, if you're going in the draft and you're doing things maybe outside the box, where are you looking? So I'm looking to Minnesota and the Vikings this year. So I, I recently did my 10 lists of 10 column uh, available on NBCSportsEdge.com, RotoWorld.com. And one of my 10 lists were 10 bold predictions. And here are two that I made in that list. Again, a bold prediction doesn't necessarily mean that it has to come true. The idea of bold is that it's unlikely to happen, but has a chance to. It's within the range of outcomes. And it just to it, reiterate, these are players or situations that I have strong feelings about. So the idea is not to necessarily nail a, a an outrageous call to just to sort of point out what the potential is in one situation and my two bold calls that uh might leave the chicken to kfc calls if you will for this season uh were number one that kirk cousins leads the nfl in touchdown passes and that justin jefferson has the greatest season fantasy receiver in history those are my two bold calls there so, again, I'm all in on the Vikings offense, Marcus. Think about this. I want to give you a list. Here's the six players in the last two years that have over 30 touchdown passes and uh, over 4,000 yards. There's only six quarters that have done it each of the last two years. In some, no particular order. Josh Allen, Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Tom, and Kirk Cousins. Right? Not a guy that gets mentioned with those other five guys. Cousins last year, over 4,000 yards, 33 passing touchdowns. A Vikings team that was bottom 14 in passing rate. Like they were a conservative team under Mike Zimmer. Now here comes KOC, and he's bringing Wells with him from Sean McVay and the Rams, where, of course, they threw all over the field last year. Stafford was a top-five fantasy quarterback, had a monster year. That's what they want to do. Uh, O'Connell and Cousins have history together from their time together in Washington. He O'Connell is a McVay guy and has been with him for a while. And so uh, this offense is going to really throw it all over the field. I believe, listen, is Kirk Cousins a perfect quarterback? He isn't. He definitely isn't. You know, um, somebody said to me on Twitter, like, his full name should be Kirk Cousins' top 12 quarterback. Because it's about what he is, right? He's like a, a top 12-ish quarterback. But this is a team that is going to be really aggressive. I do think there's one thing that Kirk Cousins does as well as any quarterback in the NFL, and that's throw off of play action. He's as good a play action quarterback as there is in the NFL. And so, again, they're going to utilize with Dalvin Cook. You have a healthy Adam Thielen. You have Irv Smith back. You, of course, got Justin Jefferson. You have an emerging A.J. Osborne. They play indoors for more than half their games this year. I, Again, I just think there is a chance. There is a chance that Kirk Cousins, you know, could easily get over 40 touchdowns, could easily lead the NFL in touchdown passes. And obviously, Cousins has a monster year, Marcus. It, it's likely that Justin Jefferson has a monster year as well. Well, to, to button up on Jefferson, I mean, I had a chance to talk to him at the Pro Bowl, and I, I asked him sort of jokingly, who gets to 2,000 yards in a season first, you or your old teammate Jamar Chase? And he said, it's going to be me. Book it. He said, when I'm done with this interview, I'm going to text Jamar and let him know that. And so now that, you know, he's out there talking about, you know, I see how Cooper Cup was able to get open so much. I think that definitely uh, is in the works. I love the Kirk Cousins call, though, because he's a guy that I've described as oatmeal, right? It's a, a term a friend of mine uses. And it's, it's basically that 
oatmeal's fine, right? It's healthy. It's 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 fortifying. It gets you through the day, but it's not exciting. You don't when you go out to breakfast, you're not saying, "Man, let me get some of that oatmeal." That's kind of Kirk Cousins, but maybe this year with Kevin O'Connell there, he's oatmeal with like you know some cinnamon and and brown sugar and some raisins and fruit. Maybe he's a little bit of upgraded oatmeal. So I I love that. I you know it. Again, it's not a thing that you're saying is is locked in stone, going to guarantee to be ha- to happen. But I love the fact that uh, it is certainly within the range of outcomes. I think for uh, for Kirk Cousins this year. Think about think about Matthew. He's he, again Stafford's a better quarterback. But think for last year, Stafford was always the same kind of guy, right? Doesn't run a ton, but big arm can make all the throws. You know, he's he usually is like in that quarterback ten to twelve range. Right? He's no one that you'd go into a, a draft targeting Matthew Stafford, but if the way the draft falls to you and you're back a little bit and you walk out with Matthew Stafford, but you're just like, all right, that's fine. I can live with Matthew Stafford. That was last year now. That's how, that's how people were last year. And I think there's an argument to be made that that could be uh, Kirk Cousins this year. So well, anyway, that's just something to think about. That is my leave the chicken to KFC call. Remember... KFC has meals that will feed your whole team for the big game. That's finger-licking good. Order now on the KFC app or at kfc.com. All right, Marcus, uh, as, uh, as you wrap up the show here, I'm curious. I've been doing a lot of talking. What I do, it's known for. It's on brand for me. But uh, I want to hear from you. Like, Give me a conviction play that you got for this season. Uh, tell me something that you're really high on that uh, our listeners may not be aware of. Uh, look, I've been big on Cortland Sutton, and I know there's some battles. My, my friend Michael F. Florio, he is Team Jerry Judy. I am hashtag Team Cortland Sutton. It just seems to work. The one thing we wanted from that Broncos wide receiver core was a quarterback upgrade. And they got that for Wilson coming in. I mean, he got the whole Broncos that offense. But more importantly, you're talking about the guy in Sutton who was the downfield threat for this offense, pairing him with arguably the best deep ball thrower in the league. It just seems like a match made in fantasy heaven. Go even deeper into that. And all of the reports out of Broncos training camp were that Sutton was Russell Wilson's favorite target. He was the guy that Russ was looking at when things would break down in practice, when he'd have to scramble and get out of the pocket. It just seems like everything's going to work out. And this doesn't mean Jerry Judy's going to be terrible, but I think for where you're drafting him, I'm not sure you're going to get the same return on investment. I think Cortland Sutton has a chance to exceed uh, his ADP this year, even with it being relatively elevated here, but I just think big things are coming for Sutton. He's a guy we've been waiting for the breakout for a few years now. I think it finally happens this year. I like the call quite a bit. I understand what Florio and other guys like him uh, that are so pro Jerry Judy. It's like, why do you hate touchdowns? Why do you, why, why do you hate touchdowns? Jerry Judy's been in the NFL for two years. He's got three total touchdowns. He's got three total touchdowns. And, and, and then you sit here and you say, well, he's had bad quarterback play. Yes, he has. And you know who else has had bad quarterback play? Cortland Sutton, who <laughs> has, by the way, Cortland Sutton, by the way, has a top 10 finish on a points per game basis on his resume. Cortland Sutton was years ago. Like, and then he had the injury and everything like that. But, like, I mean, like, think about Allen Robinson and how many years he's to the world. I, I mean, like, again, three years. I get it. We love the route running out of Alabama. We love Big Judy. We love the pedigree. But it's been two years. And whether it's injuries or for whatever reason, we have yet to see Jerry Judy fantasy force. We just haven't seen it. 
We've seen it at least from Cortland Sutton at points. And then you just, this is a super easy comparison, Marcus, and I don't mean to make it, but so many people do. And I get it. Like, if you want to look back to Russ's Seattle days, right? Okay. Cortland Sutton's probably DK Metcalf and Jerry Judy's Tyler Lockett. And you'd rather have DK Metcalf because he's the bigger body. He's the more likely red zone threat. He's the guy that's more likely to score touchdowns. I've read the same reports you are that it appears that Wilson and Sutton have an immediate connection. And just as plays break down, right, what are you doing? You're looking for the big guy, the guy that can win a 50-50 ball, that can go up in the air. Like, we just get it close to him, and he's going to come down with it. That's what Cortland Sutton is. And so I don't understand the people like Michael Florio and others out there, and he's not alone. I want to. Your friend is not alone. There are a lot of Judy believers out there. I'm just like, okay, like, but that's a lot of faith, especially given where we drafted, which is the top 20, 25 wide receiver somewhere in there. That's a for a guy that legit has three touchdowns in his NFL career, ahead of other wide receivers that have been very productive. Guy wasn't a top. Um, guy was not a top 55 wide receiver last year on a points-per-game basis. And I was going 25. Like, I get it. Russell Wilson's an upgrade, a massive upgrade. Is he 30 spots upgrade when you consider how deep the position is? Like, get in books all day, every day. Like, that's a guy that's Jerry Judy. So, you know, I'm, in on, I'm in on Cortland Sutton. I like the call. Yeah, so by the way, uh, we've gotten Cortland Sutton a quarterback. We've gotten Allen Robinson a quarterback. We need to manifest all our energy toward getting Terry McLaurin a quarterback now. I think that's the next thing that we all have to work on. Uh, counterpoint, Marcus. Argue Terry McLaurin has a quarterback. I, I get it. I, I know. I'm saying you're rolling your eyes at me. Hey, listen, uh, I get it. I'm not saying Car- Carson Wentz is a franchise quarterback, which is when you're drafted second overall, that's what you're expected to be. Two NFL teams have moved on. I get it. But Carson Wentz is going to be the best quarterback that Terry McLaurin is, and it's not particularly close. Again, he great? No. But Carson Wentz has a big arm. He can make all the throws. Offense is going to go through him. Well, it feels like a good place to leave things. I mean, it's a busy week one ahead. So let's finally dive into it. We've had football-like substance. Let's get actual football uh, on our TVs. That's starting just in a couple of days. So, Matthew, appreciate the time. Looking forward to the season. Looking forward to week one. And, uh, you know, enjoy the week, man. We'll talk soon. Thank you, Marcus. Look forward to hearing your announcement of who the uh, the guest host of your new co uh, I have a hint on it. I think people will be really excited about it, but always a pleasure to stop by and uh, super excited about everything being built at fantasylife.com. And uh, congrats on uh, your first podcast here with Fantasy Life. Thank you so, so much. All right, so that'll do it for this edition of the Fantasy Life Podcast. Of course, be sure to like and subscribe. Give us reviews, too. We love all that sort of stuff. So check in with us. Of course, we'll be here two times a week all throughout the season. And like Matthew said, we got a big announcement coming really, really soon. I'm Marcus. He's Matt. We're done. We'll talk to you real soon. Thanks a lot to KFC. Special thanks again to our presenting sponsor, Kentucky Fried Chicken. That's finger licking good. Feed your whole team and make everyone happy with easy meals from KFC. You can't go wrong with a 12-piece tender meal when it's game day and everyone's hungry. Family style that fits your style. That's finger licking good. Order now on the KFC app or at KFC.com.